What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies, RBC Heritage 2022 betting podcast. DB, your host, Pat Perry, my boy with me, my co-host, my partner in crime, uh, my, my compadre. You know, we, we just, Masters Week is over, the hangover is real, but we're here, we're ready, we're anxious, we're eager, we're eager beavers. Uh, we're ready to get down and dirty with this uh, RBC Heritage betting stuff. And uh, the top of the board is actually pretty stout, Pat, because, I mean, dang, like some real, some real, some real, you know, boys decided to show up and play the RBC Heritage. There's like five of the top ten in the world, a bunch of studs here. It's a deep yeah. field. No, it's a, it's a good field. Um, I got to tell you, I don't. I'm not feeling the same Masters hangover that I usually feel. I'm not um, either. It's weird. He- heading into this week. Like, I'm excited about this tournament. And I-, I think, like you said, we've got a good field. You know, let's face it, the Masters was a little bit boring um, for the most part. And um, not, I'm not saying Scotty's boring. Look, Shepard's yeah. he's been dominating. But either way um excited you know there, i think there's a lot of good bets i literally want to bet like 50 people this week yeah the mid-range is pretty is pretty nice um you know it's like historically the rbc heritage is an event where we've seen a lot of bombs win you had sadoshi kadaira a while back wesley bryan um ct your boy ct pan i know you're excited about CT. him yeah, Stuart Sink, excited. Stifler's mom last year, even after he'd already, you know, already won uh, earlier in the season, he was still a long mm-hmm. shot. So, I mean, it's definitely one of those events where you're tempted to pick a bomb, but it is interesting attacking this this tournament from a betting perspective, given how strong, I think this is probably, I mean, we saw a decently strong field in 2020, I think, because it was like the second event back after COVID, but different time of year, different golf course, no overseed, uh, temperatures weird and different. Uh, that was just interesting, but it's going to be interesting attacking this one. The masters was fun, man. We had a great week. Listen, shout out to everybody for, um, you know, for, for what am I doing? I literally have the comments. I am all messed up. Obviously we don't have, we don't have freaking producer Sam here. So I've just got weird stuff sitting all over the, the, stream here so my bad I'm, I'm having to do everything tonight so just give me a second uh anyway it was a, it was a fun week thanks to everybody who watched videos who subscribed who did all the things uh really beneficial me and pat had a fun time we did a lot of fun stuff i had a very interesting master sunday afternoon that some of mm-hmm. you may know about some of you may not i may save that story for you know the end of maybe this show or maybe the end of a DraftKings show or maybe it'll just be the nut hut wednesday night chat where we really just, uh, you know, we give all the inside secrets. But speaking of the nut hut, well, we had a bunch of people win a bunch of money last week, Pat. Uh, I know our boy Kobe, defense lawyer Kobe in the nut hut, took down 185 grand on DraftKings. Um, just a huge week for a couple people. I didn't do too well on the betting side because if the favorite wins, I'm never going to do well on the betting side. It's not going to happen. Yeah. We hit some props. We crush it on prize picks most of the week. Uh, thank you, Larry Mize, first day. Um, we definitely uh, crushed the Tiger Woods, make the cut. Bryson DeChambeau missed the cut at plus 380, crushed that. The covers article did pretty good. Hit a, hit a prop there. One for two in matchups. Um, anyway, it was, a fun, it was a fun tournament. We had a good time. Scotty's a great champion. I, I think he's a perfect Masters champion, young Masters champion, don't you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's a great Masters champion. I think it was a great performance. I, I don't think... You typically don't see, as far as I'm concerned, like one of the hottest golfers 
you know, like on a streak like he he is when I mean, he is the I think the fourth player to be number one in the world leading up to the Masters to to win. Um, and it, funny enough, Ian Woosnam was one of which I thought was crazy to hear that. But and then obviously like Tiger Woods, Freddie Couples was another one. But um, you know, lately I, I don't feel like we've gotten like um, necessarily the. I mean, I guess DJ was in 2020. He was pretty hot then, but. I mean, Scheffler's just been on a run like we haven't seen in a while. I mean, yeah. he doesn't win in you know since he's on and tour. And yeah, and Two then years. you know he's part of the Ryder Cup. I think the Ryder Cup changed him a lot with the way he performed in that Ryder Cup. Um, and just I don't know, it's just been a great run for him. And you know what? Interesting fact: he won the Big Twelve Championship in 2015 at Southern Hills, DB. <sighs> and do you know where the PGA Championship is this year? The Hills in the South. Yes. Yeah. He's done pretty well there. So who yeah. knows? Will he win back-to-back majors? I, I don't know. Who could say? The, the, the most exciting thing for me, and you know that where I'm about to go, because I'm a huge Rory McIlroy fan. Yeah. Him and Morikawa on Sunday, their rounds for one, just the whole thing, and then how they finished it off on Sunday was incredible. It was my favorite moment of the 2022 Masters. I loved it. I love seeing Rory, you know, come on strong at the end. I know he did. I know what people say. He didn't have any pressure on him and whatever yep. else. And he always screws it up in the first two rounds. I get it. But still, that was a pretty special round and it was fun to watch. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That, that's my, that, that was my special moment of the Masters. I don't really remember much of the last few hours of the Masters. Um, yeah. You don't. But it was, I, yeah, it was a good week. It was a good week. We had a great time. Great, uh, great time. Good to see, good to see Scheffler do his thing, I guess. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Presented by Covers.com, as always. Head over to Covers.com. That's where winning starts. If you love sports, if you love to win, Covers.com is you know where you need to go. You got a bunch of free tools. You got a bunch of free expert analysis, articles. There's a free forum you can get a part of with over 500,000 members. They serve over 20 million sports bettors annually. They've been doing it for 25 years. Not some fly-by-night outfit, okay? It's also the only place that you can go and get the exclusive Tour Junkies, you know, head-to-head matchups, top 20s, and prop bet article. It's all free. It's free on Covers.com. We drop it every Tuesday afternoon. There's a link to it in, uh, in the Chalk Bomb email. Or, or no, the, uh, I don't know, it's in one of the emails. Heavy Petting Chalk Bomb. Uh, we usually tweet it out. It's a good article. It's free. Well, you know, well, I mean, we're... It's a free article. Like three, we give you three head-to-heads we like, some top twenties, and usually a prop or two. So there you go. Covers.com. Shout out. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Check out covers.com. Uh, Pat, let's get into it, man. Top of the betting board. Top of the betting board. Um, we kind of talked about the approach here. I mean, I don't think I can do much up here just because I mean there's a few names in here I'm gonna give you if that if that tempts you, but the middle range. I got a feeling most of the show tonight is going to really be in that, you know, longer than 25 to 1 up to 130. Um, But, you know, it's it's still it's still an interesting spot to take a look at. Let's see if I have if if producer Sam did anything here. Oh, yeah, he did. Look at this. Producer Sam did this. I don't think that looks very good, though, unless we like stick our heads out over here. Uh, JT's at the top of the board, 9 to 1. (laughs) Colin Morikawa, 12 to 1. Cantlay, 14 to 1. Cam Smith, 16. Berger, Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, and DJ at 18 to 1. Russell Henley and Corey Connors at 22 and 25 to 1. Pat, by the way, my podcast shoes tonight. 
pretty sure nothing I've ever done on the show before. But I thought, you know, I, nothing really sounded all that great to me tonight, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I almost went with no podcast use. No, no, no adult podcast use. But I, yeah. decided, I decided to go with the next closest thing. But it's also very Masters, because when you rent your house out for Masters like I do, you, you, you get a few goodies left over. Oh, in, yeah. I forgot about this. You know, it's always exciting to come home from renting it out for a week, and you had a bunch of strangers in your house partying it up for the Masters to open up the fridge and see what they left you. And some years has been a lot better than others. Some years they just clean it out. They leave nothing. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. But this year uh, they left a few things, but this is, this is not anything to get really excited about. But it's also, it's just very Masters to leave a Michelob Ultra. You know, oh, it's, it's yeah. Just a, that's yeah, just a white male Masters drink if I've ever seen one. This is what you drink Masters week. It helps you feel skinny. You feel like Sergio maybe, maybe Brooks Kepka. Nice and ice cold. That's what I'm rocking tonight. Do you think that they, they left there and they're like, man, we, le- we left some some Mick Ultras Ugh. for these people. They're going to be so excited. They live way out here in the country. <laughs> they're going to love they're going to love these Mick Ultras. No, nah, man. They they're uh they got to be missing that 3% ABV Mick Ultra. All right, in the top tier range here, Pat. I think if you're going to go with a super, you know, a super short name, for me it's Colin Morikawa. Um the guy just, you know, it was in the final group last year with Stuart Sink. Shoulda, woulda, coulda won it. Had a re- he really crapped the bed on the last day last year. I don't know what he shot, but he finished T7. Obviously played really well at Augusta, finishing fifth. Checks all the boxes. I mean, in terms of stats I looked at, uh, we didn't, I didn't get a course breakdown video out this, this week. So, you know, Masters festivities got in the way. And Pat will give a thorough, more thorough course breakdown on the DFS show. But stats, I mean, this is definitely an approach contest. This is a putting contest. This is hit your greens and regulation at a higher clip than most. And you're doing pretty good because this is a very difficult golf course to hit fairways and to hit greens. Uh, green, in terms of greens and reg, it's like one of the second most difficult. Um, pretty low clip, greens and reg. We'll talk about that a little more at the end of the podcast with some prize pick stuff I'm looking at. But give me the best iron player in the world who looked good last week in Colin Morikawa and a guy who played here well last, uh, last year as well at 14-1. to 1. That would be where I'd start. Okay. I don't, I don't mind that at all. I like Colin Morikawa. I think he's a great play this week. Um, probably going to play him more in DFS um, than betting him outright. The guy I think that presents a little bit of value here um, is Dustin Johnson at 18-1. to 1. I like DJ this week. Um, I also like him in DFS, but I think DJ at 18-1 to 1 is a pretty good number there for him. He's had a, gr- a great history here on this course. Um, he's, he has said, I mean, if you listen to him talk, he said the game is coming around. I know he, you know, he, he was in contention for a little bit last weekend. Um, I, I think that this could be a, a pretty good week for him, and I think he can win. So DJ at eighteen to one, I like, and I also like another guy that's been. He's not as hot as Scotty Scheffler is, but he's certainly one of the hottest golfers in the world right now that hasn't been able to win, and that's Shane Lowry yeah. getting him at twenty-two to one. Yeah, this is another great course fit for him. You know, you look at last week, he had the top 10 finish last week. He was T3. Um, you know, he's he's had kind of spotty history here, but, you know, he missed the cut in 2020. But that's, if you remember, 2020 is when they played this event in June because of COVID. It was a lot different as far as the conditions were concerned. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we played this course in, what, late June of 2020. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but before that, you look at years, like normal years, he was T3 in 2019, top 10 last year. 
I think Shane Lowry, with just the way he's been playing lately, his confidence and everything else, I like him at that 22 to 1 number. Those are the two main guys for me under 25 to 1. If we're talking about a stay away, it's Cam Smith. I don't want any part of Cam Smith. I know he's played pretty well on this course. He has missed two cuts. Yeah, he played that great relative to the other names up here, but he's obviously playing great right now. But do you are you concerned with the driver for him on this court? I mean, you got to hit these fairways. I, mean, I don't think he's going to hit a lot of drivers, though. Dude, by the maybe, way, I, I talked maybe about not, this, but still, I talked about this in the first look video. Uh, I have never noticed three hundred and fifty yard drives out of Cam Smith, but he did it on Sunday at Augusta. Uh, number nine, and he hit one like almost three eighty. And I mean, nine, you're going to get the roll down the hill. Yeah, I mean, I understand there's the- some elevation changes and wind in his favor, but still, like he was pumping them out there. Like I don't, it was jarring to see cam smith be that long it, it just uh it just was i don't think he's gonna hit I don't a like lot of drivers play favorite cam smith even if he doesn't i don't i don't i don't know yeah I, I don't love it but i got i might have other my stay away up here in the range is just because of the price being up there at the shortest number is jt even though i like jt as a player i think he's gonna be good here i think he's gonna be fine but if i'm gonna pick one guy at 14 to 1 it's more akawa for me uh, i'd just rather have him he feels like honestly Morikawa just feels like the closer out of him and JT. So if I was looking at one of the favorites, I mean, right now, like, gun to your head, you got two guys in it on Sunday, and I say, you know, it's JT and Morikawa. Who's closing the door? It feels like Morikawa, right? Like, he's done it a lot more often and recently than JT has of late, even though JT's played well. He's not closed the door, or he's not put off four rounds together or avoided the big numbers or the bad days enough to really beat in it to to have a chance to close it so to me with two guys at the same number or close to i don't know why you just wouldn't take you just wouldn't take morikawa i like the lowry pick i was gonna add one more and it's fitzpatrick i don't think you know with fitzpatrick at 22 to 1 lowry at 22 to 1 i don't think how you can and that's it um by the way fitzpatrick said mgm at 22 to 1 bet mgm is the highest number last i looked um they're both really modeling out very similar I mean, Fitzpatrick has a great record here the last four years, a fourth, two 14th, and a 39th. He's coming off a fantastic play, 14th at the Masters, fifth at Valspar, ninth at API. He's obviously been in great form all year. Checks a lot of the same boxes Shane Lowry checks. Um, Irons have been fantastic. He's a great putter. Um, He's a Pete Dye guy. He's done well on Pete Dye courses. So I think if you're going to bet Shane Lowry at 22 to 1 on points bet or MGM, you might as well fire on, on Matthew Fitzpatrick the same. Now, I, I don't know if you can afford to play both of them. Maybe you can, maybe you can't, depending on how you structure your card. But I, I just those are two names that are, are very worthy of mentioning, and I see them pretty dead even. Um, and if they're both 22 to 1, uh, I, I'm in. So um, We do have a Corn Ferry Tour podcast coming out this week. My boy Garrett Simmons will be dropping the Veritex Championship Corn Ferry Tour preview show, looking at betting odds. You might have a guest on. Uh, our, our former Corn Ferry Tour caddy, Garrett Simmons. So be sure and check that out on the Corn Ferry Tour Junkies podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on the YouTube channel. He'll drop it here, and uh, hopefully he'll be in the Nut Hut some more. Garrett was in the Nut Hut for the Wednesday night chat last week at the, yeah, uh, that was the Masters. It was a great it's, uh... time. Um, you know, Garrett's a, a single guy, Pat. Man, this ultra is making me burp. Garrett's a single well, guy. Beer in general does that, dude. Well, well, normally, not like that. Garrett's a single guy. He's 28 years old, right? He's got, you know, scraggly hair. He looks like a little bit of a Cam Smith. He, 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 uh, you know, he does, he does nicotine, okay? He's probably got a scraggly couch. 
probably a scraggly piece of furniture in his house is what I'm willing to bet for, for Garrett. I just, I feel like that's probably a safe bet. And, and we got new friends, new friends of the podcast. I'm hoping Garrett will take advantage, but if Garrett doesn't, a lot of you guys would probably some scraggly furniture need to take care of. And that's our friends at Burrow, Burrow.com. So the, Burrow's got everything. They got couches. They got other stuff. They got side tables, coffee tables. They got two iconic modular seating systems and everything from coffee tables to credenzas. Burrow is your one-stop shop for outfitting your home in style. Coffee and side tables, they got the kettle collection with stylish metal and marble. They got the carta collection, which contains all your clutter so, you can, so your space looks effortlessly tidy. Some of you guys need that. You wonder why you can't get a date, Marcus? We're looking at you. It's because you don't have real tidy stuff, all right? Support your screen in style. Burrow offers three different media consoles to fit your TV, featuring customizable designs, adjustable height, interior shelves, and thoughtful touches like even cord organizing holes at each corner. And you get free shipping on every order. Every order from Burrow, no matter how small or large, includes free shipping, which can save you like $100 on a bigger item like a couch. So Burrow wants you to love the sofa that you're on or the tables you got as much as you love the Tour Junkie show. So show them you're listening to Tour Junkies by shopping at burrow.com slash tourjunkies and get $75 off your first order. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash tourjunkies for $75 off burrow.com slash tourjunkies. Show them what's up. Some of y'all need to upgrade something. Mother's Day's around the corner. You know, buy something for your house, your wife, make her think you, you know, you're paying attention. Okay. That could help you out. Shout out to Burrow. Um, listen, and also if you're watching, right now on youtube give us a like hit the like button we'd appreciate it and i think for the comments tonight i thought about this because we got some other stuff cooking in the youtube comments now if you're watching live you got to hold off on this till after the show's over but if you're watching not live put in the comments your favorite piece of uh your favorite golf brand or piece of golf apparel like i'm very excited about this new hat i just got like the, the augusta was killing it with the throwback hats this year so this master's rope hat i love it um there's a you know there's some brands obviously that I really like. Give me your favorite brand, your favorite piece of apparel, what it is, what you like about it. Drop that in the comments if you don't mind here on the YouTube channel. All right, Pat, getting to the mid range here, looking up to seventy five to one. Tough to narrow down here, Pat, with all with all these guys. I'm not going to bring up the graphic because it just puts it just gets in the middle of everything, and yeah, I don't feel like yeah. messing with it. Sorry, producer Sam. Sorry, producer Sam. Thank you for all your hard work though. We love you. RIP producer Sam. He used to he used to help us out. Now he doesn't. Yeah. Now he doesn't. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think this range is is where I mean, if you just start to look at the bar- various books, if you're comparing books and whatever else, everything sort of seems to center around this range and 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 a lot of my favorite plays, I have a feeling same for you. Um it's really hard to get the next range actually, which is that 75 to 1 to 125 to 1 or whatever yeah, that range yeah. but here i love a lot of guys yeah um and i'm i would assume you feel kind of the same way and i i could start if you want me to or or you can start I don't, well, I don't you know or we can just rattle off you know you do one i do one what if we do that what if we popcorn okay read right yeah here? let's do it let's do that um uh, i think if we start on the shorter end of this range now listen you gotta, hold on i do want to say this because we got a tweet about this before the show somebody said i have 50 names i like and I think this is the thing. We do this show on Monday nights. We do, some, we do a ton of research on Monday, all day Monday. But this is where the nut hut comes in. This is where the blog content, the email content comes into play. 
you know, on Mondays, we're naming some names. I mean, we've narrowed it down, but it ain't that narrow yet. It's not tight enough yet. Anybody that, like, puts out their full card and tightens up everything by Monday is probably not doing it right because a lot of new information can come out. So this is a word to the wise. You got all these press conferences that happen. We peruse all of those. We pull out the things that we think are important. We put that in the nut hut, right? We look at, you know, what the weather's going to be doing. Is there an advantage? Is, it, is there, you know, this place does get windy from time to time. I'm seeing a little I think a little there is wind. actually going to be, there could be a weather wave advantage this week. So, there's potential for that. Yeah, so that's, that's something to consider. You know, you, you just, you, you, you've got to narrow it down by Monday for sure. And we do by Monday night. But at the same time, the whole thing is really built in the dirt on Tuesday and Wednesday too. You know what I mean? Like now you can start locking in. There are some names in here, Pat, that I've noticed are much longer on other books. And I think that we could see them get shorter and we could see the numbers get bet down that I think are worth considering. We mentioned those at the end, but it's just a good thing to remember. Like on the podcast, you're getting a part of the story. You're getting the early part of the story. You're getting the first half of the book, right? But the rest of the book, is in the emails that you subscribe to because we continue to drip out more content, research more, talk to our caddies, our players on the ground. And then, and then on Wednesday night in the Nut Hut, that's really where you know, stuff can really get finalized, our betting cars, all that stuff. So it's important to know that the stuff we do on the podcast is, is how we've, you know, the first little bit of narrowing down that we've done. So anyway, all that to say, these are two big ranges. So I know we're going to mention a lot of names here. We can't bet them all. You shouldn't bet them all. That'd be dumb. But they're names that are popping for a lot of reasons, and there's, you know, that you feel like these guys can win. So now I'll throw it back to you. Thank you for letting me say that. Okay. Well, I will start on the shorter end here. And, you know, I, I talked about them last week, and I'm still going to play them again this week, and that's Joaquin Neiman at 35 to 1. Um, you know, he did finish T5 here in the first time yeah. here, which was 2020, that, that year that was kind of crazy in June. Um, but Neiman still has, you know, a, a lot of skills with his game to be able to win on this course. I mean, he's he's top 15 in the field in ball striking and approach. Um, he's fifth in strokes gained around the green. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that just, you know, is great with his iron, has 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 a a lot of imaginative abilities on the golf course. Okay. You know, he doesn't have to hit his driver everywhere. You know, he can he can dial it back off the tee, do all the things that you have to do on this course to play well. This is a course where you literally can hit what you think is a good drive and you hit the fairway and you're blocked out by trees. Yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you, it is it is a crazy course if you don't know it well. I think Neiman um can play this course well and I think he can win at thirty five. I'm telling you, it Yeah, I, I like Neiman a lot here. I'm surprised well, I'm not surprised you mentioned him. I know you like Neiman. Um I definitely think this is a good spot for him with the iron play. So complete agreement there with, uh, with Neiman. One of my favorite values on the board right now is Russell Henley. I don't know if the, if the numbers are still, let's, let's take a look. Cause he was 40 to one on FanDuel when I did the first look today. Uh, I think he's still, he's still, um, he's, he's still 40 to one on FanDuel. He's 22 to one on DraftKings. Uh, so you're getting a lot of value there from him on on FanDuel I, I mean I think he's going to be a popular play I think he's going to be a popular play in DFS because of the price so I think that may also trickle into some you know some betting odd stuff um but I, I I like Henley a lot with the iron play being as good as it is a southern boy like he's just he's continued to just play so well made a ton of birdies on Sunday at Augusta 
made a couple of bogeys coming in, but got really hot, scored a lot uh, at the Masters, um, and, and had a good finish, but he, he scored a lot more than, than probably it indicated. So I'm in on Henley a lot at 40 to 1 on FanDuel, and I think that's one we might need to jump on quickly. Yeah, I agree there. Um, another one that I think is, is very interesting, and he's kind of, um, there, there's a lot of different numbers on him, because if you look at him on FanDuel, he's at 20 to 1, but if you look at him on DraftKings, on their sports book, he's at 40 to one. And that's Sung JM, a guy that we saw come out to an early lead at the Masters. Um, you know, was really up and down with with a lot of his play. But I, I think this is a good course for Sung JM. Now, I know the first couple of years that he played here um wasn't that great. Um but I don't then like when you his look- irons right now. Well, well Obviously, they, they must have done okay at Augusta. We don't have the strokes gain data right now. We don't Augusta. have the data from, from there. But his irons have not I don't think we good. ever get that data, actually. And to um, me, the approach play is even ramped up even more here than it normally yeah, is. Yeah, I think his stats are not going to wow you a ton. I mean, he is 31st in greens and regulation. He is top 30 in scrambling. He does put well in Bermuda grass greens, which I think is important also. But I think 40 to 1... Is just a really strong number for Sung JM. I, I mean, he, he just seems like the type guy that is is somebody that that could play well and win on this course, especially actually if we get some tougher conditions, some wind, some whatever else. I, I like him in those conditions. So Sung JM at forty to one would be All my right. next. Here you go, Data Golf. I forgot Data Golf did it. Data Golf has strokes gain data that they that they came up with uh, at the Masters. He finished at plus 0.38 strokes gained approach. So that's probably, that's not great. That's like below the top. I mean, just relative to the field, like below the top 30 guys, maybe 35. Um, He just kind of did everything across the board pretty solid. But I I am a little concerned about his irons. That's all. Um, Yeah. I mean, he definitely can win. All right, um, we gotta, I guess we got to move a little quicker here through this range. I think one of the next great values on the board, and he's probably going to be talked up a lot in, this, in, you know, in, the, in the tout world. Um, so from a betting standpoint, I think you get it now, and that's, that's Alex Noren. Um, yes. 50 yes. to 1. I, was, I really wanted you to save him for me. but I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. You know. As good as he's playing, I mean, he's playing very, very well. And he's got a good record here, three, three top 30s. There are three top 28s, I guess, in the last three years. Um, obviously, we saw him play well at the Valspar, the players he played well, and I think that was despite a weather, advan- uh, a weather disadvantage. But uh, 11th in this field in approach play in the last 24 rounds. Short games, always tight with Alex Noren. We've always been kind of waiting on the ball striking to come around, and it looks like as of late, this year at least, it's come around. I also looked at him on Pete Dye Designs, He's pretty solid in Pete Dye in, in Pete Dye designs as well. So I think Alex Norton at fifty to one is a very nice number. Yeah. I, I like him. He was I had him written down as well. Um, you know, if we go a little bit longer, I, I love Kiz. I mean, I, I think Kiz is is always a good play here. Um, you know I wanted to debate almost, you on Kiz. He almost we can debate all you want. He almost won here a few years ago, obviously. I know the last couple of years have not been good. I know you told me not to look at the chat, but I did look at the chat br- briefly for a second a minute ago, and I know there's some talk in there that he's going to have pressure on him. I don't agree with that. I don't think his feels that at all, to be honest. Okay, um, I kind of mentioned this in the, in the 
in the first look show, I, all I said was, and this was a, you know, the first look show, I'm just literally like rolling out of bed, looking at the odds, giving my thoughts. And so it just like popped in my head. It's not necessarily pressure, but it's played this tournament too many times to have pressure. I know. I know it's not pressure, but it's like a week, you know, after the long week that he had at Augusta, that was a grinding, grinded out kind of week, a day with Tiger on Saturday. And yeah, he played well. I'm not, I mean, he played better than I thought he was going to play. But, you know, it was definitely a grind of a week. Hilton Head has always been known as that place where the family guys go to, like, kick back, have a, have a weekend, have a week, enjoy Hilton Head, take it easy. Um, it's been a place where he's tended to, you know, make his hay because it, it suits his game for sure. But I also know it's a place where all his boys show up, all the South Carolina boys show up. Everybody's ready to party with kids. Everybody wants a piece of kids. It's, it's a similar home game you know, type vibe, but it's more laid back than the Masters. So there's a lot of demand on Kiz. And in addition to that, the the iron play has concerned me as well for Kiz. I mean, like I said, I, I am I am I am holding iron play even greater in greater regard than I normally do for a PJ Tour event because of the difficulty in greens and reg. Now, according to Data Golf, Kiz did pretty good with the iron play, uh, plus 1.7 strokes gained approach which puts him uh, in the top 10 for Iron Play at Augusta. So that, that's promising. That sounds promising. I just, it, I don't know. I wonder about his whole, his, his crew in South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's done this long enough for, for that. That shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't for him. I mean, yeah, we can get into the stats. I mean, he's obviously a great driver of the golf ball. He's very consistent off the tee. He knows this course extremely well. He's very good putting on Bermuda. I mean, he's fourth in the field putting on Bermuda. If you look at his last 100 rounds, he's a very good scrambler. Um, for me, I just think that those distractions are a little more more of a narrative that I'm just not gonna ready to really buy into for him. And I think they've been brought on by the fact that he has missed the cut in the last couple of years. I, and I get that. Um, but I think it's different this year. I think he's playing better this year heading into this golf tournament. I mean, he almost just won a couple of weeks ago. I mean, let's not forget, forget that. So yeah, the match play, I think it's, it's just a different oh, and the players. I guess. What was he? Yeah. And the I mean, yeah, he was top five at the players or top 10. I mean, so he's playing and, and he also, by the way, we talked about this a lot last week because we were joking about, like, we just said, we just assumed people got the bad end of the draw at the players if they missed the cut. He did actually get the bad end of the draw, and he did finish in the top five at the players. So I think his game is, is right where he wants it to be, and I, I feel like this is, this is a week where he can come back in on a tournament, on a course that he should play well. I mean, we always talk about how this is a great course fit for him. It is. So you take out all the, the distractions, and you throw out all these the stats that we want to freaking you know, get too involved on this is a tournament he can win and you're getting him at 55 to one. I like, it. okay. By the way, uh, I'm wearing my Michael Bolton shirt. I didn't even notice that until you, you know, feeling pretty dangerous. Time, love and tenderness is back. I figured like vintage looking hat. So I went with my, my only vintage t-shirt. Um, all right. Continuing down. Do you think, uh, do you think Mav McNeely's ready to go ahead and do it? What if Mav McNeely's first PJ Tour win comes on the East Coast, in the Southeast, right? But what's crazy is I think I looked at it. His putting here has been very good in just two attempts. I mean, he finished fourth here last year, 58th in 2020. 
Uh, Bermuda is his worst surface over the course of his career. But in the two attempts he's had here, last year he gained 5.6 strokes putting. The year before that, 3.8 in 2020. Uh, and the irons weren't, haven't been fantastic. But he's typically been a very solid iron player, and the kid is just playing. He's continuing to play really, really well. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little interested in Mav at 55-1 to 1 on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the East Coast, like in the South Carolina area, you know, that's that's where a lot of rich people hang out is Hilton Head. And, you know, he comes from one of those rich families. Yeah. You know, so maybe like he feels a little more uh, comfortable maybe. when he gets on Hilton Head. And, and it's just like that West Coast feel that he has. I, I don't know. I still don't think he wins this golf tournament. Um to me, I'd rather take like a top twenty for Mav. I bet he's got a pretty good top twenty number. It's two to one, any... two to one top twenty. I like the top twenty number a little better for Mav. But I know you're 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 in love with Mav, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on you for that. But I don't think he wins. There's a there's a few more names in here that I want to throw out there. Um, now another one here is interesting because he's also looking for his first like PGA Tour statement victory, and that's Tommy Fleetwood. Do you think he can do it at 55 to 1 on DraftKings and points bet? The way he's been playing a lot better, 14th at the Masters. Um, he's played here twice, missed the cut in 2021, finished 25th in 2019. Um, but the iron play's coming, finally coming around. The ball striking's there. It feels like a course that should reward a, an informed Tommy Fleetwood. What do we think? You think he could do it? You know, when I look at courses on the pga tour that i think fleetwood can win on this is one of them like if i were to like yeah. lay out the schedule for the year and and i know that fleetwood's going to play here and here and here and wherever else the majors and whatever this is one of those courses that i feel like he can win on um kind of like for shane lowry or um you know terrell hatton uh your boy who you like to go was that go you in doing on. an accent for terrell hatton no, I don't. Terrell know. Hatton, you got to do the Hatton. You got to break off. Terrell the... Hatton. Okay. Terrell Hatton. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think he, I think Fleetwood could win here, but you know who's probably going to win here? Who's and probably never... going to win? Kevin Na. Kevin Na's going to win here. You know, it feels like it. How long has it been since we've had a Kevin Na win? Because I feel like you know he does it every year. So you're you're looking for. You're wondering when it's going to pop out and grab you because it can kind of, he's, you know, he's always. Kevin Na is going to be wearing the tartan jacket on Sunday. I'm, I'm really? saying it. I'm saying it right now, even though I'm not sure I really believe it and want to say, and want to say this, but I'm just saying it. Kevin Na tartan jacket. It's been over 12 months since we last saw him win. He won the Sony open in 2021 and it, you know, he gets a dub just about every year. I mean, it's almost clockwork. So it's interesting, and it's definitely a spot that could suit Kevin Na nicely. Um, he's played here a ton. He's got plenty of top tens here. Um, his most recent one in 2019 did miss the cut last year. I don't, I'm the QB. Uh, I'm sorry, I got in the chat again. I got distracted. Pat, the, the Q, mother effer, can you the stop? The QBE it? shootout does not count. No, I'm not for counting a win the QB. Kevin Na. No. No, we're not counting the QBE shootout. But thank you, Shot Like Harden. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. You are correct. You're technically correct. He did get a win there. But. So, I don't know. I could kind of see it. What's his number at? Where's, where's he at? 
50 to 1. No, yeah, 50 to 1. 50 to 1. Well, the other two I was going to throw out in this range, and we said this is a big range, but it's 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 Adam Hadwin and Chris Kirk, both at 65 to 1 on DraftKings. Hadwin, I think you can also get at 65 to 1 on FanDuel. Uh, Hadwin's been playing fantastic golf lately. I mean, really good ball striking lately. Uh, Chris Kirk's been playing pretty solid as well. Does, again, seem like a place that could suit both of them. Hadwin's history here, at least recent history, is a little sus. Missed the cut last year in 2021. Um, 2020, he made the cut, but it wasn't very good. Finished 41st. Uh, 48th, 22nd, 30th, another missed cut in, in the other attempt. So it's kind of weird. His, his history hasn't translated here, but he definitely can overcome all of that. With the way he's hitting his irons, with the way he's scrambling right now, he's always a dangerous putter. Everything points Adam Hadwin's directions, di- direction. Like whether you want to fade him in DFS due to popularity or whatever, that's fine. But I definitely think he's going to be talked up a lot, and I could see that number shortening with Hadwin. So if you want to bet him, if you like it, if he's checking boxes for you, if you're, you know, if you're not offended by the, the, the polite Canadian taking one down in Harbortown, I would go ahead and hit that number if you can. I don't think you wait on that one. And I like Chris Kirk, too. I, I've been thinking about this. like These coaches where all their guys are seemingly trending at the same time. John Tillery's guys doing that. Scott Hamilton's guys are doing that with Hoagie, with uh, Stallings has been playing okay. Mm-hmm. Chris Kurt, um, he had another one recently, and I can't remember who it is. But anyway, they're all like trending in the, in the right direction at the right time. So, I, I mean, Kirk is definitely in play at 65 to 1, but if I had to pick one, I'd go Hadwin at 65 to 1. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably it. We've pounded that range pretty, pretty nicely. Got anything else there? No, I think that's going to be it for me. All right, long range up to like 130 to 1 range. It's pretty popular on DraftKings. The first one I got to say, and I, I hope the number's still there, is Brian Harmon at 100 to 1. Ooh, love that number. That, yeah, yes. he's still at 100 to 1 on DraftKings. He's 55 to 1 on FanDuel. And I think he's actually, let's see where he's at. He's 55 to 1 on BetMGM, 55 to 1 on FanDuel, 66 to 1 on points bet. Like, He's going to likely get shortened on DraftKings unless they just leave it out there and they, they just, you know, they're trolling everybody. But Harmon's playing well. He just missed the cut at Augusta. It was close for him, but he's playing well. He suits everything here. He's played this place plenty of times. You know. He's played this course since he was a teenager. Yeah. I mean, when he, you know, he's from Savannah, which is literally, I mean, you could take a boat there in what? 30 minutes from Savannah, maybe not, maybe a little longer, but it's not that far. I mean, he, he, as a, he won the U S junior. He played here as a junior. I mean, in this tournament, Brian Harmon's been in this tournament forever. Uh, I think he's yeah. a great player. I think that those num that, that number at a hundred to one is way too long. I mean, I think his grandfather is the guy on the, on the logo, the, the old colonial man. It might be with yeah. the musket. Uh, so I think you got to jump on Brian Harmon. Um, who else do you like in here? Well, I liked Harmon. He was one of the guys that I liked. Um, you know, I think Charles Howell interests me a little bit at 130 to one for me. And I was scared to say it a little bit. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I mean, you know, we saw him just, uh, was it the Valero or Valspar Valspar where he played well, um, had himself a, uh, what he was like top 10, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he finished fifth or something. Yeah. I don't know. Where is it? You Sorry, got... Valero. Valero, he was Finish T4. fourth, yeah. I get the Vs mixed up there. On the, Vs are hard, know. man. They're hard. I get it. It's okay. Yeah. So he had a T4 there, but I think I think Charles Howe at 130 to 1, 
you know, is is one on a coastal course like we saw him win at the RSM Classic. Sea Island. I mm-hmm. think he's a guy that has gotten to the point where he sort of picks his schedule on on you know these tour events and he likes the courses and he feels comfortable. So I like that at 130 to one. Here's one that I I don't. I feel like I need to get taught out of this or through this, mm-hmm. but at 100 to one, Sebastian. No, nope. I like it. I'm in it with you. I'm in it with you. He's 101 on MGM. Yeah, he's popping irons, Bermuda, short putting. I'm with you. I, I think we do it. There's, there's, there's a handful of names in here I'm liking. Munoz is one of them. There's another one down there at 101. Now this could get real weird. You ready to get real, real kinky here, Pat? Let, let's let's get kinky. Um, what if? Okay, just how weird? Okay. Scotty Scheffler's won four How times. How weird do you want to get? Scotty Scheffler's won four times in like 55 days, right? That's pretty crazy. If, I, if I'd have told you that at the beginning of the PGA Tour season, you'd be like, dang. Hmm. If I'd have told you, you know, Stuart Sink was going to win twice, right, last season. What if I told you that twice in three weeks, J.J. Spawn won? Oh, oh, no. Dude. My Do man, we get that crazy? My man is striking balls, buddy. He, he is. is. I'm, I told you. I'm telling you. This is, did he not also? I mean, first Masters top 25. First Masters came out and did his thing. He's hot. He's confident. I don't think he's like a – I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he's got kids. I mean, we follow him on stuff, but he never does anything. So I feel like he's not really like a big family guy, so he's just here to do his thing and keep making checks and making money and showing up. He's not here to like sip Mai Tais and listen to Greg Russell under the oak tree at Harbortown with his kids and like doesn't care if he misses the weekend or not. I, I, four, four attempts at RBC Heritage in the past with, with uh, two missed cuts, one of them being 2020, which honestly I just think we throw out. And then the other three times, a 28th, a missed cut, and a sixth-place finish. But you cannot debate how well he has been, his ball striking has been since really the beginning of the year. I mean, since, since the beginning of the year, you know, 25th at the Amex, 16th at Pebble, which Pebble's a similar golf course to this. A lot of, lot of you know, irons off the tee, a positional golf course. It's really a strokes and approach golf course. 30th at the Honda, tough course. 27th at Valspar, won the Valero. 23rd is first Masters. Like, that's just crazy, 100 to 1, like, he could do it. It could happen. You could look back and go, that's the weirdest thing ever. I never thought J.J. Spawn would win twice in three weeks. I think it could happen. I, I agree. I, I'm not uh... – I got some weird ones down here. Dylan Fratelli popped for me, too, at 130 mm. to 1. Did he pop for you? I, I, may, I may have glanced at him. I may have glanced at him. I didn't – you know, some of these are probably going to be more top 20s for me, but I, I – I could get on board with Fratelli. I'm always a sucker for Russell Knox. He's down here at 130 to one, and he's not played mm. as well here lately. And looking back at it, again, if I throw out 2020, so then it's then it's just two missed cuts in 2021 and 2019. Before that, 40th, 11th, runner-up in 2016, 18th, and 9th. Those are his finishes at the RBC Heritage. So. I, I think this is still a great spot for Russell Knox, and I don't, I don't mind the, the, the history recently being less than stellar, uh, but he's got two top tens already in this PGA Tour in 2021 at the Sony and the Players' Championship. You know, Sony's not a Pete Dye design, but it's very, 
it feels very Pete Dye-esque. TPC Sawgrass is. Um, Russell Knox is a Pete Dye guy. He checks a ton of boxes. I'm interested at, uh, in him at 130 to 1 on DraftKings as well. Yeah. I I don't have anybody else. Um, Nobody? Let me look. I like, um, I see somebody asking about Hoagie in the chat. I like Hoagie. 25th yeah. here last year. somebody else that you could save wins twice on tour this year. Uh, yeah, 100%. 80 to 1 on, uh, on DraftKings is the best number for him. One Pebble Beach, like I said. Um, I, I think it, fourth at RSM Classic, Southeastern Coastal Golf Course. This is totally a spot that Hoagie could win. 80 to 1 is a, is a good number. I think it's a fine number for him. It doesn't get me as jazzed up as the 100 to 1 Brian Harmon number in terms of value. Or the Russell Knox number at one thirty to one in terms of value, but but Hoagie at eighty to one is certainly certainly in play. I mean, I think for sure. Yeah. All right. You know that. Um, so, like, when you talk about a major, especially the Masters, things are like so so intense. Like mm-hmm. these guys talk about how, like, when they get out there and just every shot just takes a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we had Tiger Woods come back and, you know, he a lot. I mean, he, he played, at least he made the weekend. Yeah. Um, but things were, things were a little bit tough and there's just a lot of energy that goes into a major. Yes. And then you get to the heritage, which if you ever go to the heritage, it's, it's a very relaxed feel. It's fun. It's a good atmosphere. It's just a little bit different. Now the, the, being at the Masters is a great atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, but it's intense. Um, but it's 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 cool. It's kind of like being in heaven for golf. Okay, you can probably like if you're a player, you could lose your hair at the Masters. Okay, God, you I could, knew this was a super long ad read incoming. What a you setup! Could, you could lose your hair at Augusta National, but so the next week is when you want to get it back. If you yeah. want to get it back. It's a little bit more relaxing and things like that. So when it comes to thinning hair. You no longer have to choose between natural remedies and those that work. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness mm. without drugs or prescriptions. Okay. We're talking about Nutrafol. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Yeah. We're talking about Nutrafol, DB. Did you know that there are five root causes for thinning hair? Nutrafol is the hair supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress. Hormones, nutrition, okay, that's important, metabolism, and environmental factors that may be impacting your hair. Look, Augusta National is a great place, but I bet there's some environmental factors that are impacting people's hair around them. You know, it was cold, it was it was cold, it was windy. Wind blows your hair, blows it right off. Yeah. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth thickness and visible scalp coverage without compromise. 21 potent natural ingredients support sex drive, better sleep, and less stress too, okay? Like we have this week, a little bit less stressful week. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. Top doctors. Not not bottom doctors, top doctors, okay? Yeah. You, You can grow... Thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Tour Junkies to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, anywhere. And it's the only avail it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus, 
free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Tour Junkies. Get that hair hitter. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. The judges give a great score to your reading. You didn't have a stroke mm-hmm. in the middle of it. You didn't mm-hmm. fumble through. You didn't say a weird word. You didn't say bottom doctors. Uh, definitely long. Got a definitely lengthy. Really teed up the intro there. Like really long yeah. setup there. But, yeah. you know, it gets, it's, Joe Kep says getting better. It, and Joe's really the reason you do ad reads on this show. So I tell you Joe what, Caps helps me. On the um, side, thank you, thank you, Kevin. Oh, he helps. He's coaching you on the side for through, through your ad reads. He's my he's my ad coach. Okay. Um. All right. Let's hit it. Let's do some bombs over 130 to one. And uh, before we get to our like top 20 plays, we got some prize picks to talk about tonight at the end of the show. So let's hit the the bombs here at over 130 to one. The biggest value to me here in this range is going to be Pat and Kazire at 180 Love to Kazire. one. I'm with you there. The irons are popping 180 to one on DraftKings, uh, And I think he is. Yeah. 110 to one on MGM, 95 to one on FanDuel, 100 to one on points bet. A lot of good value there for Kazire. Um, history here of recent has not been very good history here. I think in general, not, not great, but you know, I, Whatever. He's got a 14th place finish back in 2016 when he first played it, but it should be a place that suits him well. And the Irons have been extremely good since really his first event of the season in January. Uh, he's only not gained strokes, at least he's gained he's gained 1.2 strokes or more with his Irons in every event except for one since January. And that's led to a bunch of top 30s, top, top 10 in there at the Phoenix. Uh, he just played really well. 180 is a long number for a guy that's won twice on the PJ Tour, and he's comfortable in the southeast on Grainy Bermuda. I like it. Joel Damon and Doug Gim at 180-1 to one as well uh, are interesting to me. I usually don't play Joel the first event back from a little bit of a, a break, but I think I will here. Gim's played well here. Iron plays solid. And then finally, the, uh, the South Carolinian, Matthew Naismith at 180-1. to one. We spent some time with his swing coach last week, Gary Crescent. Uh, who also coaches Grayson Sig and Henrik Norlander. Uh, a few ball strikers in that bunch. And Naismith, you know, getting down in the hunt at the Valspar with Davis Riley, with Sam Burns, I think was a great thing to see. I say it all the time. Seeing these guys, these young guys, go through that a little bit and come out of it losing is what I like to see, you know, to, to get on them next time. And 180 to 1 for that kid in a place that he's very comfortable in his home state a golf course he's seen before and sets up well for his game. You know, if he can take some confidence from the Valspar, I think he could take this thing down truly at 180 to one. So those are the big bumps that I like. Well, I'm with you there. I like Kazire a lot. He was one of them that I had listed. Um, so I, I think you definitely can play him outright. Um, also has a pretty good top 20 number. Um, you know, I, I like Lucas Glover always on this course. I, I know that we yeah. could, we can, you know, talk about the putting and whatever that's that seems to crop up every time you know lucas glover pop but still i mean he's a great ball striker always has been always always will be um so glover is uh at 150 to one i like that number i like sahith the thigala i don't like him this week i like him at 150 to one he's just playing so well this year playing so well he's playing a lot first of all he's playing a ton I, he's, he's, I've, didn't play last week. We've we definitely seen him fizzle. Yeah, true. We've definitely seen him fizzle as he's gotten out here on the on the East Coast, Southeast stuff. I, I like him more with a course that he can he can hit driver. I feel like driver's a weapon. Um, I don't know. 
I looked at him, but I couldn't pull it. I couldn't pull the trigger on him. Yeah, I I, I do like Thigala. I, I think that um, I mean, I'm very bullish on him as a player in general. I mean, so. wouldn't you say Valspar isn't necessarily yeah, like Valspar's a? I mean, it's very pretty similar. tight off the tee and every. I mean, he was top ten there. Yeah, yeah, so, it's similar. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So I, he feels to me like now. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to say that he's he's Scotty Scheffler because he's not, but he just feels like he's like a, a a potential stud on tour that can win a good amount, and some sort of breakthrough happens at some point for mm. him. Um, and Dang. we've seen it he him come close to that. So I like I like the I and mean, there's a lot of players that are obviously much more experienced than he is, but I just like his trajectory. So I think at 150 to one, that's a pretty good number. I really want to play Bo Hostler at 180 to one, but there's just, I think it's just a complete crapshoot with him. He's playing well recently. You have a good Bo Hostler radar in general. I do, I do, and he missed a cut two years in a row here, but before that had a had a 16th place finish. I like the way I've what I've seen from him. If you look at his stats, though, they just don't. I mean, they don't. Yeah. My stats may be better. But still, I mean, Hostler's been playing well, so 180 to one may not be too bad there. Or take him top 20, whatever that number is. Um. All right, there you go. Listen, before we get into our early leans, favor bets, top 20s, and prize picks discussion, be sure and comment on the video. Okay, comment your favorite golf brand or piece of apparel. We're doing a little market research here. Golf brand or piece of apparel that you own. What do you like? What do you like about it? Put that in the YouTube comments. It helps the algorithm, helps push out the show, and it gives us a little bit of intel. All right, while you're doing that, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And if you're listening on audio on Apple or Spotify, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It costs you nothing, and it helps us out. It helps promote the show. Oh, yeah, Pat, we got new head covers coming in the shop. New head covers. We've restocked the white driver head covers, and we have brand new design green uh, Golby like repeat driver head covers. That those are sweet. They're made by Case Golf, C A Y C E. Awesome brand. Um, so those will be getting up in the shop here soon. Also, if you've not checked out the shop in a while, you should check it out. Tourjunkies.com/shop. We got some new items hopping up in there all the time. Crazy Marcus is doing some wild designs. We're having a good time with that. We got T-shirts in there. Hoodies are about to get added. So, some some crew necks. If it's if it's still cold where you are in you know the North Pole or wherever you're at in Canada. So anyway, we got some new stuff coming. Hats are in the works. Anyway, let's hit it. The uh, here are our favorite bets: early leans and top twenties presented by Covers. Winning starts at Covers.com. Check it out. That's where if you like winning and you like sports, you go to Covers.com and catch our Tuesday afternoon head-to-head top twenty. And, and uh, props article there exclusively on covers.com. Pat, I kind of mentioned this in the podcast. We broke it down in depth, but I think the biggest values on the board right now that I think you need to get on now because they will be shortened are, I think Matt Naismith at 180 to one, I would start there. The South Carolina ball striker. I think Pat and Kazire, the, you know, Sea Island Mafia member, two-time PGA Tour winner, playing great right now at 180 to one both those guys are long numbers and then they're bombs but i definitely think they're really good values uh you mentioned um um no yeah we both like brian Harmon at 100 to one mm-hmm. on DraftKings. he's 55 to one on FanDuel as of this recording he's going to get shortened i would suspect I, I i just think people might pound the brian Harmon number there we both like alex noren at 50 to one i like that number even at 40 to one 
I still like, I mean, he's just playing so well. The irons have come around. He's always been a great short game guy. I love Alex Warren. And then Russell Henley at 40 to one on FanDuel and, and 22 on DraftKings, like tremendous value on FanDuel for a guy who's a, you know, Southeastern kid, great ball striker. Irons are hot, still in great form. Winner on the PJ tour, Russell Henley at 40 to one. Those are my favorite outrights right now. All right. Well, I'll do just like you. I'll start with the longer end and then go into the the shorter range. I think Lucas Glover at 150 to one is one of my favorite longer range plays. I'm with you on Brian Harmon um, at 100 to one. I think that's a that's a good number there for him. Kevin Na 50 to one. I said it in the show that I think he could he could yeah. wear he could be wearing that tartan jacket here at the end of uh, this week. So I like Kevin Na. And then Shane Lowry at 22 to one. Love Shane Lowry this week. Yeah, I like that. In terms of top 20s, I'll start deep down in the top 20 range. I mean, Naismith at plus 550, Patton Kazire at plus 550, who I mentioned. Um, Joel Damon at plus 550. I don't know, you know, outright win for Joel first week back, I don't know. But top 20, I like it at plus 550. A guy that both of us liked, we didn't mention in outright form, but, but is one we talked about. Sebastian Munoz, plus 275 is one. Uh, Russell Knox and Brian Harmon are at three to one. Alex Norton's at one plus one ninety. I like that. Uh, I do like Mav McNeely here a good bit. He's two two to one to finish top twenty. Um, and then Adam Hadwin feels like a really big lock at plus two thirty to finish top twenty. Like I think Hadwin feels as safe, probably safer even than Alex Norton or Maverick McNeely, and he's a great number there at plus two thirty. Yeah. Um... Well, a few that I'll add on to here. I, I think Tom Hoagie, top 20, plus 275. I mean, Hoagie's just, I feel like every week, it's it's somewhere in the top 20. You know, I, I like that number there. I'm, I'm with you. I think Brian Harmon at plus 300 is a good number. I like Kazire at plus 550 uh, as a top 20. And then, I mean, how about Michael Thompson? He's plus 800, 8 to 1 to finish top 20. He's like a core specialist for these type courses. Um, so I like that number there for him as well. There you go. That's the favorite bets, early leans, top 20s presented by Covers. Winning starts at Covers.com. Check them out. All right, Pat. Um, now we got to get to some prize picks discussion. Now, we, we, you know, we've been doing pretty well on prize picks, I would say. Wouldn't you? I would say we have. Been. Yeah, I mean, we the, started off out of the gates really hot. Um, the Nut Hut's popping with prize picks. Yeah, the every Nut Hut's popping with them. Um, the Fantasy Golf Sommelier wasn't so great for the Masters. Last, uh, last the, week. Other than the Larry Mize. All I really cared about was the Larry Mize play last week. I mean, Same. all anybody cared about was the Larry Mize play, and that hit. Yeah. So, so there you go. So don't be whining. But we added plenty of plays uh, in there, and a lot of them hit. So let's talk about prize picks round one. I'm going to give you a few plays. Pat's only going to give you one because the Fantasy Golf Sommelier drops Wednesday morning. You're going to want to check that out. Hilarious Fantasy Golf Sommelier videos coming out of you so far this year. I'm excited about them. A couple things to pay attention to. The par fives this week, Pat. I did some research on those. Uh, Price Picks has been delivering some of those par five over-unders at four mm-hmm. and a half for everybody. Number two is the one to really pound. Uh, since 2015, a 53% birdie or better average uh, rate on that hole, number two. And number five is a 46% rate of birdie or better. So be on the lookout for those. I don't see them up yet. They may be up by now, but I don't see them up yet. Be on the lookout. I want to talk about a guy that's probably going to be a little controversial because I think we disagree on him. 
you're bullish on Kiz this week. I'm bearish on Kiz this week. So I have two different plays for Kiz that I'm going to take the under on. It's not so much an indictment on Kiz as much as that I think, I think they may be overestimating somewhat the greens and reg and fairway numbers. I mentioned greens and reg earlier at the top of the show. This is one of the top five hardest places, regular stops on the PGA Tour to hit a green in regulation. Only 63% on average. That's about 11.3 greens per round on average hit out of the 18 greens, okay? I think Kisner's under at 12 is in play for round one. I'll take the under on greens and reg. The irons haven't been super sharp, better at, better at Augusta, obviously played well at the match play, trending the right direction, not super sharp. I'll take the under 12 greens and reg. I'll also take the under on fairways hit at nine and a half. Everybody thinks this thing is easy to hit these, you know, the heritage has easy to hit fairways. It doesn't. It is shorter, and a lot of guys club down, but there's a lot of trees. There's a lot of overhanging branches. Like, this thing is not easy to do. Um, they're, they're, they're not super wide, first of all. And you don't, ha- you don't have to be in the fairway all the time. Like, you just have to be on the right angle, the right side of the fairway. So some of these guys will play to the rough if they have to. But the average fairways hits only 62%. That's 8.68 fairways uh, out of the 14 that they've got, or 13, no, yeah, 14 that they've got. So Kiz's number is nine and a half. That's almost, you know, a full fairway extra that they're giving him credit for. So I'm going to take the under on Kisner's fairways at nine and a half. And then I'm also going to go under on a guy you mentioned that you like. I guess I'm just pounding your guys. Sung JM, under greens and regulation at 12 and a half. Just with the irons and the record here and like how sus he's been with them. And the number is over, you know, a full green and reg over the average for this place. I think I'll take the under at 12 and a half on Sungjae. All right. You can debate those in. and then give us your one play if you want. A, a, lot, a lot to take in there. Um, well, I would debate it by t- t- telling you both of the two of those guys I would take. So there's different ways to look at this. You may not like how somebody is going to, what they're going to do as far as hitting fairways and greens. I, to me right now, looking at a lot of the numbers out there, I'm a little concerned at taking some of these prize picks plays for either the over or the under on greens and regulation and fairways hit. There's just a little bit that doesn't give me confidence on on what's going to happen there. Because I do still think even if you miss some of these fairways, you can score. Even if you miss some of these greens, you you maybe can score. Whether it's, you know, so whatever. So I'm going to stick to more of the scoring stats. And two of the guys you just talked about, Sung JM and Kevin Kisner at are at 69 and a half right now as far as their total score on round one. Remember, this is a par 71. I think they can both get to two under the first day. Um, and I like them both to play well the first day this week, um, in, unless the weather changes. I also think if you're if you're listening to this right now, I would go ahead and get it because I feel like that number could move to 69. Uh, and then I don't necessarily like it as much, but I do like that half that we're getting, and I like the fact that the you know we're we're getting a little bit of a you know enticing half point right there. So I like the under on both those guys. So I'm giving you two because we said one. I'm giving you two really since you talked about both those guys. Okay, um, all right. That they can score under sixty nine and a half. Well, check out the Fantasy Golf Sommelier video drops on Wednesday. We got to go do the DraftKings preview show, Pat. It's been fun. Um, we're ready to have a week. We, we haven't hit an outright in a little while when, when 14 to one Scotty Scheffler keeps winning, we're not going to, we're not going to hit an outright. They're just, we're the wrong show for that. 
Um, but I'm ready to hit one tonight. I, to this week, I feel good about it. We've been doing the research. It's time to bend over your bookie. All right, let's get it done, people. See ya.